This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateris here, and I just want to give you an update about this episode. So we had our boy Andrew Claudio join John and myself to discuss some New York Jets topics. And in the midst of it, we just enjoyed the conversation so much that it went on over than an hour. So it's about a two-hour pod. So and to, to save you guys, the listeners, from having to be plugged in for two hours, we decided to separate the pod. Uh, it's part one and a part two. Part one, we're going to discuss the New York Jets and the upcoming matchup uh, against the Carolina Panthers. And then after that, the second part of this pod, we're going to do our season prediction. So Andrew, John, and myself, we go through all of the uh, the entirety, I should say, of the New York Jets schedule and just predict which games the New York Jets will win, which they will lose, and then give you our overall season record for them. So just want to give you guys an update about that because it may you may be like, wait, where's the end of the conversation? Huh? What happened? Just want to give you that heads up before you start going into it. So you're here listening to episode, well, I should say not episode, but part one of the podcast, and then part two will drop tomorrow. So enjoy, guys. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Jets episode of the Next Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, so is my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the guy who's ready for the green and white to fucking take the field this weekend. Who's ready? Right, look at this man. He's got his Jets shirt on. Dude. The freaking Hall of Fame wall goes on there. He's got the Jets towel on the back, the blanket. I don't I know. I need all the is. juju, man. I need all the name of juju. I can oh, get, Joe dude. Namath. I was like, we need all, 12. The, all like, the QB, all the QB. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you trying to say with the 12? Don't you dare. I was I was confused. I was so confused. I was so confused. Audio. You said I need all the juice. I was like, this? what am I seeing? So- what did I miss? What did I miss? What am I, I seeing? So confused. So Did you not know who number 12 was? <laughs> no, I know who number 12 is. I'm just like, you just said Juju. Tw-. I'm like, what the fuck are we going on here? And I was like, oh, Johnny. Oh, okay. That's a solid throwback, John. I'll give you yeah, that. It's a, it's a great throwback. Great throwback. Joe Willie Namath. Who's the second jersey besides Joe Willie that you should have if you're a Jets fan? I think Corbett. Is it like is it like yeah. the Wayne Corbett era? So like I think Wayne Corbett, Curtis yeah. Martin, but someone from that era, Curtis yeah. Martin, Chad Pennington, yeah. Yeah. Keyshawn, think, if you wanted to, Lavernius Cole, a, Santana Keyshawn, Moss. Keyshawn's a fun yeah. one, but yeah, one, even Johnny Abraham. If you can sneak into Johnny Abraham, either of mm. the numbers, Sean think, Ellis. Yeah, yes. I think you're good to go there. But if you if you're missing from that era, like you you're out, you're out. Maybe get someone from the New York Sack Exchange, like Cleco. Like if you're really like that type of that type of Jets fan, like mm. then you're uh, just an old timer. Then you're just an old timer <laughs> who's gr- who's groggy, grumpy dude. old timer, Freeman, grumpy McNeil old guy. Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. But but we got obviously, guys. You're hearing the voice. We all know who's here. You see him on the YouTube too. So we got our guy Andrew Claudio from Nick's Film School and the new podcast, making his return to the podcast world, part of the Blue Wire Pod Podcast Network. Final review, Andrew Claudio. How you doing, my man? I'm good, boys. And I I gotta say, um, first of all, I'm now thinking of the Jets jerseys I own because am, <laughs> am I an old head or am I a new contemporary like you guys? <laughs> so I own an. A, I feel like every Jets fan has a version of a Joe Willie Namath jersey, or most Jet fans, I should say, yeah, something. I have a Joe Willie. Um, it's a, a. I think it's the original, the, the the throwback green that they have too. It's really nice. <laughs> um. I have a Revis, and then mm. because I'm a, gl- I can't seem to part ways with it. It doesn't even fit with me any, fit me anymore. Um, I have a Brett Favre Jets jersey. I bought wow. these on the hype the week that it fell yeah. to the Jets. Yeah, well, I, was I can relate, bro. I have, I have a Brett Favre. I got a Revis. I got. I, so, are you a Jersey bro. guy though? Do you have like, a, or do you have a ton of jerseys that you alternate every week? No. So my first Jets jersey. Was off the clearance rack. My boy Justin McCarrens, right wow. when he was, <laughs> when he was a wide receiver. That's my first ever jersey. Uh, my second jersey was uh, the '94 Johnny Abraham. 
Uh, shout out to my brother for that uh, Christmas gift. Um, and then I, I started getting a couple, right? That was like my high school, you know, phase ready to go. So I got like my Thomas Jones mm-hmm. uh, hanging out mm-hmm. here. I got my I got my Revis and my Favre and I capped it off with my Debrick. I had a DeBrickish ah, Shaw Ferguson, Shaw. and okay. that's what I was like rocking with once so I got drafted. And, that, and that, that's what, and, and then I had to, had to, had to, to grab the Jamal Adams thirty three. That wow. was my last. That was my last mm. one with the old, the old Jets. I have, I have a little mini helmet signed by him in May with the old number. I was. I was like ready to go those years, but like I think I'm done on the Jersey front. <laughs> yeah, the the era that Adam Gase completely ruined, which yeah. now we can move on from all the all the we, way, which I'm happy about. You know, we can move which, on. One other thing just, we can't move on though from. I just I need to throw this out there before we get in. We're going to talk about the Jets. We're going to talk about the etc. Uh, I just have God, to go, go to the Knicks part real quick because as you can see on the YouTube. There's some Nick stuff behind me. I'm I'm a fellow Nick's content creator with these two fine gentlemen over at Nick's Film School, and I may or may not have come on the pod last uh, right before the playoffs and kind of threw the warning out there. Hey, like look at where we're matched up at right now. The Hawks and the Heat look like if we're going to be the four seed, those are the two teams that we should be looking at. And I I gotta say, I think I'd rather play the Miami Heat. Well, I had some pushback, and it went throughout the entire playoffs and. It appears that everything I said was right, and I just I'd like my flowers if that is all right. <laughs> I, I wish I I'm, I'm working on getting a soundboard here where I can just get clapping an applause that, sound. Uh, yeah, getting an applause sound. I'm work. I'm looking for a good soundboard because we really do need that right now. But I will give you the. Thank you. Look, Thank you. Look, look, Claudio, you uh-huh. deserve you deserve your flowers, okay? But I will say. Uh-huh. That we need to stay in this timeline. And I'm happy that we played the Hawks. We needed to play the Hawks, right? And we we, we made an enemy in Reggie Miller, the Trey Young and era. Yeah, Trey Young's in it. Okay. We got Christmas game now at noon, opening up the NBA, Knicks Hawks. You know there's, what I a li- mean? there's a rivalry now. That's real. Yeah, so you know, we, we, we created this, and honestly, I'm still terrified of the heat. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm see, the new heat, the new heat. Here's the the new heat do with with a full off season. I and that's why I tr- I've tried to contextualize what the take was. Because I I've been rubbing it in John and Jeremy's face a little bit too, <laughs> that they were like going through the Hawks schedule. Like, who did they even beat? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, they went 32 and 11. That's who they beat. And yeah. like, be careful what you wish for. And obviously we saw what happened. But my take on the Heat has always been like, now might have been the time to get them. That is the entire thing about the Miami Heat last year. A mess with Jimmy Butler and all the COVID situations that they went through. And yet we're still only a game ahead of the Knicks. I looked at their net rating, which is the middle of the league. They were point differential was around even for the entire year. Tyler Hero took a step back. And you saw it against a team like the Bucks, where it was like, if you just like force them to shoot, then the Heat cannot beat you. Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Robinson, excuse me, Duncan Robinson, (laughs) Duncan Robinson might put up like 40 in a game because you leave him open, but the rest of the team, like Jimmy Butler was not able to shoot. Bam Adebayo was not able to really be a difference maker. Um, I think if, now, I like that we now have a rival. I'm interested to see what happens with this Trey thing when, I mean, how it expands going forward, especially if Mitch is back on the court. Um, I will just say, like, I wouldn't have minded if Tyler Hero became a rival, if now we reignited the Knicks heat of the late 90s. I would have been fine with that. But you play the cards. You play the cards. You play the cards that you're dealt. And, you know, here we are in 2021 and the Knicks. You know, well, uh, Trey Young may become the new Reggie Miller, as you mentioned, John. I think I, I agree with John. I agree with John that I think Trey will be the new Reggie Miller, and I and I and I totally agree with. Uh, hey, look, I'm just going to start saying that you were right, Andrew, saying that right. <laughs> if we if we want, like, we should have probably had the Miami because they just fumbled all the way through. We saw them with the Bucks, who they owned the previous season, and mm-hmm. then they couldn't even do a damn thing against them in the playoffs this year. So. And you talked about like COVID, the whole like this was the season like to get them. I'm still in agreement with John Words. Like they terrify me. Just like what Pat Riley and whatever he does to that team down there, he gets like I could see with like a full off season, especially how they look now with like Kyle Lowry and everybody. Mm-hmm. I could see them being not this like great behemoth of the team, but I could see them being really pesky and annoying because they're going to play defense. We're going to play defense. We don't know how we are offensively yet because we haven't seen anything. 
from this team. Obviously, the season hasn't started yet. We got a month until we get to see what Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker look like in the starting rotation. But it's still uh, there's still a little trepidation and uh, yeah. seeing what what could happen. They are a well-run organization. I don't. I mean, I'm the the track detractor that. I don't think heat culture is real. I don't think that's a thing. Like what? So they're the only team that figured out if you eat well, you lose weight. Oh, having being in shape is a good thing. Yeah, they're the only team in the NBA that thinks that. That's like it's not real. They're a well-run organization in a very nice free agent destination. And then they one year they drafted Dwayne Wade. Like that. That's the heat culture. Then he attracted his buddy to go play there once. And then what's happened? They've gotten a bunch of meetings and they signed Kyle Lowry at 30, 35, 36 years old. How old's Kyle Lowry? And then they got Jimmy Butler to leave a leave multiple dysfunctional situations to go to Miami. Like I, they are a well-run organization. That's all I can am giving them. You know, (laughs) I I truly admire your disdain for the Heat, and that's why I love that you're a Jets. Knicks and Mets fan because it just goes through it all. Like your Disney oh. for Miami just like rains through. Like nobody else hates Miami except for Jets, Jets, Knicks, and Mets fans. A shout out to your producer Greg. Like the Mets are playing Miami tonight. I know. Like, Non-well-run <laughs> organization. Their owner just went, or I guess GM, president, whatever Jeterism. Their president just went into the Hall of Fame, and they're celebrating by scoring two runs tonight potentially. So I love this. I yeah. love this. I love this. And on Derek Jeter Hall of Fame Day. The captain day. We will switch officially to our Jets talk because we're talking <laughs> Hold on, not, about, not, not just not just the captain. I just want to add in there. Deuce McBride's up? birthday, Latrell Sprewell's birthday. Ah, yeah, okay. add that on there as well. All right. I mean, it's it, it's some day, dude, and it is football eve. You'll be hearing this. It's going to be football day. I mean, we're in week one, man. Forget the Knicks season coming up. We are in week one NFL season. Jets. Captains. The captains were named today for the Jets. We got Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, and then we got CJ Mosley, Fatukasi on the defense, and my boy Justin Hardy on the special teams, guys. Are you guys shocked by Zach Wilson being a captain? Are you guys shocked by any of the other captainships? Corey Davis, a new guy. The only the only really guys that are, I think, were kind of guaranteed were CJ Mosley and Hardy. The other three were kind of surprises. Any any thoughts on that, Claudia? I mean, the entire narrative around Wilson can now change that he wasn't a captain at BYU, right? That now that he was too, but yeah, I thought the whole thing was that he wasn't a captain and that's why you should be afraid to take Zach Wilson. They like had one picture of him when like, cause they like choose captains twice apparently. And he wasn't Mm -hmm. there for like the first one. And then we, we had a Jacob Hatch from ESPN, Utah and the locked on BYU. And he was telling us it's all, that's all fake news. Really? Day one. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he's like, yo, Zach Wilson's a captain from day one. He was telling us. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. The end. Oh, wow. So many days thinking about if that's a, if that should matter or not. Wow. (laughs) Uh, well, anyway, you sort of tuned into Knicks Jets, etc. Claudia, seriously, pro- shout you two. You guys actually—that's journalism right there. You actually exposed a a blind spot in the media. Um, I am very happy that this quarterback, as young as he is, as from the start, is going to be a leader in this clubhouse. Um, C.J. Mosley is healthy, which is more my concern than anything else. Is that maybe mm-hmm. we'll get more than a game out of C.J. Mosley this year, and the best game like, ever. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping we, I'm hoping we get a full season from, look, I, we'll get into this, the, what we project for them to do this season and how good of a Jets year we're, we're expecting or even thinking or hoping for. Um, I, I mean, I don't really get too excited about captains, but those two being the leader of your offense and leader of your defense is, is something you want to see at least. I agree with like having like CJ Mosley definitely should be a captain. I agree with you, Claudio. Like I think for Zach Wilson, it's not even like surprising at this point. Like, well, Trevor Lawrence was considered was named a captain today. Joe Burrow was was a captain last season. So I don't think there's anything groundbreaking with having a rookie QB as a captain at this point. Right. So it's not necessarily shocking. And like just the way you just hear. Robert Salah and everyone talk about Zach Wilson, like the whole cerebral aspect of his game. Like shout out to Rich Samini for that article that he dropped yesterday uh, over at ESPN and just hearing how Zach Wilson spending nights in Robert Salah's office, just poking and prodding his brain about defensive schemes and like how to like how to gauge for that. That is that stuff that we want to hear. I, I can't remember 
reading that for Geno Smith, for Mark Sanchez, <laughs> or even like Sam Darnold. Like Sam Darnold, we knew that he was just training. Like we saw him like working on his form and technique and everything. But for a guy to just sit down and, and really put in, you know, be the first one in the door and be the last one out the door, just having that type of mentality as a rookie and then knocking the whole captain leadership thing to bed. Like, I think it's awesome. I, it's, I don't find it surprising at this point. I, I think it, if anything, it just puts a little bit of more pressure on him, but it gives him that big of an edge to say, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to show that even though I'm a young guy, I deserve to have this C on my chest because veterans are going to look at that and say, is he worthy of getting, being a captain? He's hasn't even been here that long yet. Uh, can he really rile like the team up? Can he really make the impactful, like, whether it's not even necessarily be a speech, but can he be that rah-rah guy, that true leader in the huddle, say, all right, guys, this is the this is our moment. We have to be focused right now. We have to get this first down. We have to convert. We have to move, we have to move this two-minute drill. We have to get down the field and at least get a field goal. Can he be that type of person? I think that's the what that C on his chest is gonna mean. And I'm just excited to see if he's gonna be able to live up to that. Uh, that's my take on it. I feel like if he wasn't a captain, it would be more of a cause for concern. Then, and not even like a big cause for concern. It'd be like, oh, okay. So the, the rookie quarterback isn't the leader in the clubhouse yet, especially the one that's going to start week one. Um, and look, I'm not, I'm not in the clubhouse. So I don't know if it was just more of a, he's the quarterback. Of course, we're just going to make him a captain, but I, it takes the chance for it to be a story and made it a non-story, which I'm happy about. For it's sure. A, and look, I think really we've been, no, well, I was going to say, like, we even had it, that. Bro. What's up? Which might tell you a little bit about what's going on in Miami right now. I mean, that's why there's rumors of Deshaun Watson potentially right, going to Miami. So it's no it's defense giving, of the quarterback when those rumors come up, too. You know, yes, that that situation is going to be interesting to monitor. But I could just go back and just for captains, like another thing I want to chip in on is like think about like when Mark Sanchez became a captain. Think about that fall that we had that season. What was it, 2011, 2012 season when they went eight and eight and they lost to that's where they just barely missed the playoff, barely missed the playoffs. Second giant like, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't need to talk about that. I'm uh, just, that's how I remember it. They, nah, I know. I, I did not want to say it. I did not want to say that. Yeah, okay. I know. And now CP I, I, has an argument forever. I know. <laughs> I, know I know. We got to hear about how Eli Manning's a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's fine yes. with me, guys. Guys, you understand <laughs> that if he didn't do what he did, what what world? Would oh no, 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 bro. This is I fine. This that, is with that. fine. That is the most misunderstood part of my argument is I'm not saying I don't wish Eli did that because they're yeah. my heroes. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean he's a Hall of Famer. Like, oh, that's that's all thing. If, listen, if that's all we have to pay, like we just have to pay that he, he's like, going to make it. But I also fun. have common sense. Like he saved the He saved the whole world. But if just that's the <laughs> argument that he went full Iron Man, then fine. You know what? Deal. That yeah, fine. He Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. He would have been. Thank he, you, he Iron Already Man. been better than Jordan. Can you imagine that? He would have already eclipsed Jordan. He would have been like playing with house money right now. Yes. Oh my goodness. He'd oh. be nine and zero in the Super Bowl, which would be <laughs> oh yeah, nine, eight and one, eight and one. Oh, oh shit! No, nine and one. That's right. He'd be. He'd he would have been on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm. I officially retract all (laughs) all of the information and study and numbers and eye tests that I said about Eli. Fine, you know what, bro? Fine. (laughs) I'm ignoring all of it now. If that's the price to pay for Brady to be uh, seven and three, fine. Literally, just a human. Like, yeah, I didn't. You turned. We didn't need any more Tom Brady uh, Super Bowls. That's for sure. But I was just getting back on track. What I was saying because I don't need to go down that memory lane. Uh, just because there's like a, there was a, there was a Giants fan that was just bothering the shit out of me that season. He was like, the Jets are going to be eight and 18 that season and the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. I was like, he's calling this, keep in mind, he's calling this in preseason. I was like, there's no way the Jets who just went to back to back AFC championships are going to be an eight and eight team and the Giants who are, who are like, what? They were doing shit the last two seasons. And I'm like, now they're going to go. <laughs> yeah, and then they go nine and six and go fucking win a Super Bowl. I was like, and then I had to see this guy because I, it was on my route to work while I, was, while I was in New York. I was like, so I had to see this guy at the end of everything. He was like, I told you, I told you. And I'm like, just before I beat it, before I go to jail today, just get the <laughs> fuck out of my face. <laughs> like, actually. And the worst part about that Giants run, which again, like heroes, made sure Brady lost another one. The worst part about it is you can legitimately point to week seven, week 16 against the Jets. The Jets, yeah. As the moment that 
it kind of turned because they were seven Christmas and seven, Eve, man. Lost to the, the Washington R words the week before. And then they played the Jets and Rex talked all that shit. And then it, it got a rise out of Victor Cruz. It got a rise out of the rest of that locker room. And that gave them the confidence to then go beat the Cowboys. And they rode that wave all starting with week 16. And it rode it all the way to the Super Bowl. They were that was a nine and seven football team that is not supposed to win the Super Bowl, and goddamn it, it did. Uh, it was I remember that it was Christmas Eve. I was at my older sister's house, and I was just uh, in a house full of Giants fans. I was like, I mm. can't watch it. It was just yeah. brutal. I think brutal. the Packers game. The Packers game was what really hurt me. But you know, Joe Which Doug, Packers game. The the. The Tom Coughlin red face game. I mean, I oh, thought there was, I thought there was oh, okay. no chance they were winning that game. And once they won that, I was like, oh, okay, like they, they're real. Like once yes. they won that game, I like I, I had Packers all the way. And then once that like changed everything, I was like, oh, like Giants are gonna win. Like that was what did it for me. That's the that's that Super Bowl run, the, the red face game. I was rooting for the Giants that entire run. I, I know I personally, I guess I just don't have the annoying Giant fans that you guys do. In your life, oh, I, I have, have no, I have no beef with them. Like they're also <laughs> Yankee fans, which is why like some of that DNA comes out. But the Mets play the Yankees every year. There is a legitimate <laughs> yeah, rivalry. Yeah, the Giants they just have flatly not been as successful as the Yankees. They have these two Cinderella runs to the playoffs, which you hope you hope for and you dream about, and they're inexplicable. But they're more in, on par with what the Ravens have done this century. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, just, they're not <laughs> yeah. the, they're not the Yankees. The Patriots are the Yankees, which. When I have those Yankee fans in my life, it's like, oh, so you, you're a Boston fan. Cause that's what I get from Patriots fans all the time. <laughs> now, before this turns into Knicks, Jets, Yankees, et cetera, we don't have to go down that no, road. No, we won't. All we I'm won't. saying we is won't do that. We won't do that. tips for trash talking if you're a Mets fan is all I'm saying. We won't do that. But the last thing I want to add on for the, the cap, the thing after having, uh, the, fi- the fun side conversations that I remember that season where Mark Sanchez got the captain. And everyone was just upset that he er, got the, the captain without really earning it. And mm-hmm. that's the, that's where I want to add for like Zach Wilson. Again, back, again, this podcast back on track after we went off the rails for a little bit. Uh, Rex just he, named captains, right? It was he never, did. he never took a team vote. Like that's why Santonio no. Holmes was made a captain. Exactly. Santonio Holmes, uh, who was it? Santonio Holmes, Mark Sanchez. And those were like the two most controversial, uh, captains because San Antonio was just there for, that was the second year as a jet and he just had some spectacular catches. He missed uh, half of the, was it not half, but most, some of the regular season the previous year due to uh, was it the, the drug testing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I think uh, PEDs yeah. and then Mark Sanchez really hasn't shown himself as a true leader. He just had some clutch moments in the playoffs. And yet Sanchez was like, uh, Rex Ryan was like, Hey, Sanchez Holmes. I like that. What you did last year, you guys are captains. And so that's what yeah. I actually like about this year and why I don't mind Zach Wilson being a captain. But I think, I think that wraps it up for the, the captain's yeah. talk. Yeah, Corey Davis. Um, he he said he wasn't surprised about it, and he's also a captain, so that's good. He's a veteran in the league. Uh, Rex Ryan was uh, just a note on uh, that. You, he was very uh, gimmicky with his captainships. He liked to also like stir beef uh, with the hat. Just and he would like have multiple guys if anyone had a problem. Like you know the guy that punched Geno Smith when they were going up against each other when, in Buffalo. He had him be a captain even though he literally had no snaps. You know what I mean? Like he likes to play games like that. Um, of note, uh, Salah is keeping one spot open uh, for a game-to-game captain, probably like a little revenge game or if somebody's going back home just to motivate or maybe just, you know, reward people. So that's cool. But another thing that we have in common, um, and I just kind of want to know before we get into the week one uh, Jets versus Panthers, which I'm really excited about, but we, I mean, we've been talking about it all season. Uh, but just a really quick uh, note in the Athletic, a piece came out talking about um, player-agent surveys. And they kind of, they asked, this is a fun one. They asked, which is the least favorite GM or the least trustworthy GM? Last year, our, our, our friend Billy B, he was the number one guy. Mm. This year, it's, uh, Howie, uh, Roseman from the Eagles. Billy B, a, a number two. Don't worry. He's always up there in, 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 in the race, but. Well, the only reason this is relevant to us is because our good friend Joe Douglas got three votes. Uh, really interesting side note. And of course, what didn't make the, the news is he also got a vote for being the best GM. So <laughs> I think it kind of evens out a little bit. And 
What's really funny and why I really want to uh, point it out is because the notes, uh, the quoted notes under that in the athletic were quite hilarious. So regarding uh, Joe Douglas, can you guys guess? I'm just curious. I just want you guys to guess which agent might have said these quotes. We got two of them. First one, the organization is so bad. It's hard to trust anything that comes out of there. Uh, any clues? Any clues? couple about- safeties? About the Jets? <laughs> yeah. And then the second one, which is totally my favorite one. Part of that is his, is his circumstances with ownership, but they've, been, they've told multiple players things in the last couple of years that just haven't been true. You think Jamal um, Adams is, um, uh, is, is, is poking the bear a little bit here? A little bit. Yeah. He's still a little mad. You think Marcus yep. May's agent is still a little bit mad? Uh, do you guys make, um, what do you guys, do you guys make anything of this? You think it's a little bit of nonsense? You think it's a little bit of prestige that he's up with these, I mean, highly regarded guys? Uh, do you guys care at all? I mean, I think it's telling. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I think we, when we talked about this last, though, we said that of the things wrong with the Jets, Joe Douglas is toward the bottom of like, the never, we, we saw a difference between what's wrong with Gase and what's wrong with anything going on on the field. And we said that Douglas is like, he has won most of the trades that he's made. He hasn't had a chance to have multiple drafts to refill the roster with talent that he views as productive. And, um, I mean, I, the only thing I'll make of it is that, you know, people are paying attention, whether it be a negative way that he's getting votes to be the worst or in a positive way that he's gotten recognition to be one of the best. It's, I mean, what is I it? Mean, the all press, all, all press is good press at a certain point. But do you think we have a culture problem? Like, no. I mean, especially as Knicks fans, like, I, I, like, we know, we know what the difference is, I think, now between bad culture and good culture. I don't think we really know the difference as Jets fans yet. I know we used to have it in the old days, but like, so like, do you think this is like a, a bad culture GM thing? Because we kind of had him in the Leon Rose, you know, gonna bring players in, players mm-hmm. guy, guys love him. Are we, are we no, kind of nowhere near as bad? That? Nowhere yeah. near as bad as what the Knicks had to replace, first of all. I, okay. I think what the Knicks had to replace like John has used this a bunch of times on, on our, on Nick's film school, like the rot was in the walls mm-hmm. between Steve Mills and it went all the way back to the two thousands and the Knicks had to completely, whether, whatever Steve Mills is doing in the organization, God bless him, whatever. You're always <laughs> yeah. going to have a job under James Dolan. I actually respect that kind of weird ass loyalty yeah, yeah, that you're yeah. so bad at your Me job too. that Me I'm going to keep you into the organization. <laughs> okay. Um, the Jets, like whether we want to admit it or not, have had success way more than people want to give them credit for. They've made the playoffs like seven times in my lifetime, which in the NFL, like it's it's not as consistent as you'd like it to be. And the drought is significant that they needed to move on from a certain coach. But it's not like I don't feel goals away, man. Feel goals away. Like I, if, if we were in the Twitter era. Oh my, mm-hmm. like Doug Bryan would literally be oh, Finkel yeah. out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like things would, things would be a little bit different. Like, like the, I feel like even the, the Colts comeback in the second half, like that would be different if it was today. Yes. Like, oh my goodness, they blew that lead. Can you believe it? Are they ever going to come back? Like it wasn't really like that. It was just like, oh yeah, Payne Manning came back. It's all good. Jets stink. It's you know a, what I mean? But it no, was like, the, yeah, the, the details this, of that game are not at all. Like recognize, yeah. Tar- like, like all that stuff Sean Green so got hurt yeah. in the second half. Nobody knows about it. The Jay Feely missed field goal in the first half like, after nobody, being perfect throughout the rest of the playoffs. You know, like there was so many. Like I, I just feel like the that era just. I mean, it just wasn't. Re- it just wasn't ready for for today. But I, I guess just going going back to uh, the question, you, you don't think they have a culture problem? You think no, this like, is all good? You I think, think players would still come to the Jets. I think they have. Le'Veon Bell came here, like. It's not okay. his fault that the worst coach I've ever had to roost for became <laughs> the head coach of the team. It's like the Jets have had guys sign with the Jets. CJ Mosley is here. Corey Davis is here. They like it, it's not something that has stopped people from going there. And Jamal Adams can say whatever he wants. Like <laughs> yeah. he got the money he wanted on a different team. And the yeah. Jets got two first round picks for a safety. Like you're <laughs> able to look at value. And apply sense to it. Also, in a hard cap league like the NFL, applying value like that to players is everywhere. You want to talk yeah. about like trades and uh, not giving a player money and assessing value? Billy B's the one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. like the main guy that's always like, oh, 
you're not going to be productive for me in a year. I'm going to trade you now <laughs> yeah. since you're going to get paid soon and refill your, fill your spot with somebody we took in the sixth round. Um, I don't, I don't yeah. buy the, I think a lot of football. And I think again, the last time we were here, I think we talked about this. A new coach can change so much going from Freddie Kitchens to Stefanski. Look yeah. what's happened to the Browns uh, yeah. going from Adam Gase to anybody. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's already such an improvement. I'm, I mean, this can lead into what's going to happen in Carolina. I'm so excited to watch in an offensive scheme with a quarterback that I trust that I, I buy into this Sunday. And it's weird to say that because I haven't said that in the last two years. I just find it interesting that, you know, I guess if there was any, any type of discussion, I think Andrew, as you pointed out, is good for like, Joe Douglas to get some sort of recognition, whether it's bad or good, because it means people are paying attention to you and they're watching the way that you move. And to say that he's not trustworthy, it, John, it's like, it's, it can't, it has to be Marcus May and Jamal. It has, I know, to, be, it has to, like, to be, bro. It, it has, has to, to be. be, bro. Like, it just has to be like, Marcus May wants to get paid, hasn't gotten paid, got tagged. Okay. Jamal Adams wants this crazy contract, wasn't going to get with the Jets. And like, yeah, sure, loyalty, whatever. But, you can't just go give a whole diary to a certain beat writer that I haven't mentioned their name on. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't agree with that either. But the way that he's moved, the way that you look at the team, and to even point, like, to piggyback of what Andrew said, look, we have Corey Davis here, right? Like, we have Zach, like, we've heard about quarterbacks who are just like, I don't want to go to that team. Look, he had Eli Manning who was like, I don't want to go to the Chargers. I want to go to the Giants. We don't have that even during the draft. We have guys who are now excited to be here. So, look, Carl Lawson, we had him about just to waxing, say, waxing poetic uh, yeah. about how he's happy to be a New York Jet. So I think they're realizing the culture shift. And if anything, I think even under Robert Salah, and even from that Rich Samini article that I touched on earlier, how he's trying to get a pulse of the team. I hear everyone talk about the team saying that you can just be open and honest in who they are. You're hearing Carl Lawson talk about anime. I haven't heard about a guy talk about anime <laughs> in NFL in – yeah. Ever like who, yeah. who, who, who talks about that? Who who does that? Like on like all we got was like the 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 generic for so long. Like here to work, here to put in the work, do all these things. Da 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 da. And now we're getting guys showing a little bit of personality. So there, there's a level of comfort there has to be to show that oh they're building something interesting over there. You know when you have beat rise like DJ Bienemy talking about anime afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, I think funny. it's just starting to say something about the New York Jets. And this is not even trying to be a homer. I just like just trying to read the tea leaves because we saw what happened under Adam Gase. Like, yeah, Quincy and Nunwa, who was like, I had to pay a fee for missing practice because I was injured. Mm-hmm. Why am I paying a fee under Adam Gase? You had, we had, and it was posted was it? on the wall. It was posted was on, it? on the screen in the locker room. And posted as soon as you walk in the building. Don't you have Alex Lewis, like last season, who was getting into it with Adam Gase on just yep. playing time and just injury and having to play through injury? Like, that mm-hmm. stuff's coming out. We had, we saw the fight between Adam Gase and uh, what was it, uh, uh, Greg uh, Greg Williams. So yeah. he just well, knew about that beef, yeah. you know. But, it, you know, there's, but there's also on the other side, right? That that issue with the guard, right, and the injury. I'm sure that I'm sure he's going to put some of the blame on um, I forgot his name uh, with Joe Douglas uh, that we signed and from the Raiders, and we kind of misdiagnosed his injury. But yeah, I think you, I think you guys are right. And I actually, Connor McDermott said something really interesting about uh, the whole uh, culture shift this week. He said he actually gave some credit. He said Adam Gase and you know his offensive coordinator uh, Logan's they are quote unquote gurus. But the problem is they really thought that they could win the game with X and O's. And Robert Salah just doesn't do that. He actually is a leader of men, and he knows that he needs the players to show up and just do what they do best in order to win. Like Salah cannot win this game on Wednesday. And like the way he put it is Gates and Logan's legit thought that they could win the game on Thursday. If they just drew up some cool plays, but like they have to tell the offensive guard to guard someone because I mean, the guards were all got off, you know what I'm just saying? And so that's what, that's the culture shift that I'm most interested in. Not some player agents votes. I didn't get any money. That's like, that's really all. Yeah. I mean. That's Rex Ryan shit. That's the, the motivating <laughs> your players that they're better than what they act. Like trying to convince that nine and seven team that they're the best team in the NFL and then being a, a good second half away from beating Manning and the Colts and making the Super Bowl. Like that is, that's literally raising the level of your team. 
to be better than what they're actually supposed to be. And if if you could do that with this team while also having the LaFleur system intact for this quarterback, um, yeah, I I've if you if we have time, I'd like to ask you guys real quick. Like I wasn't here obviously when you guys did your loss in Pied, but um what were your reactions when you got the alert about about Lawson's injury? Because talk about a guy oh, that came here injury. that signed here, um, Carl Lawson. Man. You know that one of the, like, could have potentially made this Jets season really special, and now I have no idea what to expect as far as the the peak anymore. Oh. You know. Well, if we're, if we're before we get, I guess before we get to the Panthers, we're gonna go down a little bit of a memory memory lane on uh, how I felt. I was a little, I was upset, man, because. You talk about Joe Douglas finally spent money on a premier position that we absolutely need that we haven't had in such a long time. Who Bo Wilkerson was probably the last defensive end uh, that was good and had a somewhat productive career with the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, Guards. air quotes for yeah, good. That's what <laughs> yeah. About. yeah, no, I, I agree with those air quotes one hundred percent. So it's been a while since we had someone at that position. The energy that they came in, just seeing like videos, just hearing how like how he loved being on this team. Um, finally having somebody that could help the defense just like relieve some pressure off the cornerbacks mm. and they could help the development of our secondary because it's just going to be Marcus May back there. Like it's not, it's not like we have like some seasoned secondary, like our cornerbacks are second and a rookie, <laughs> our second year and a rookie. We have Bryce Hall and it's supposed to be, uh, Brendan Eccles who's going to be on the other side right now, our, our rookie. And then you have. Or Marcus Joyner because Ashton Davis is hurt in the out there at safety with uh Marcus May, the only true veteran back there, like the only true veteran who's been on this team. So and he's pissed at it's, us. Yeah, and he's pissed <laughs> at us. So that's yeah. very it's a very interesting position to be in. Yeah. So like I was hoping that we could have him to help like the the development of our of our cornerbacks and our other and our like upcoming safety and Ashton Davis. We don't have that now. Um on top of that, I'm looking. I was excited to see the front seven just dominate the run, like, mm-hmm. like, and just stop and just just give some sort of pressure. And I also think that losing Carl Lawson and the weakening, even losing Curry on the defense too, now gives other offenses the capability to just really go at the Jets and really attack the secondary. Because if we're not going to get that pressure, they're going to be running up the score. And now, if we're going to be running up the score, that means it's going to be put more pressure on Zach Wilson to have to compete in these games and really sling it all over the place. And I don't know if he's necessarily ready. And so that was that was like that's what my thoughts were as soon as we lost Lawson. I was like, shit, we're now like it's a true domino effect when you lose someone that dynamic. And we're not a complete team. We're still a rebuilding team. We're plugging in, we're plugging in players that we need, whether it's the offensive line, our secondary, and so forth. We addressed the quarterback position, right? Running back isn't fully set yet. We have we we have a carousel of running backs. Um and we're, we're going we're gonna to watch Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman, and Michael Carter try to do the thing. And, well, Michael P. Ryan, whenever they get their, their chance. Mm. But it's really not a true team where you can say, oh, shit, look, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who you know if they lose somebody, it's okay. Like, it's legitimately okay because they have somebody else that can pick it up. And there's not that major domino effect. For the Jets, everyone really matters who's available because there can be a serious domino effect for this team. Yeah. So that was my, that was my take for Carl Walson. Yeah, I mean, it was devastating, man. Uh, we, we started off this episode somehow talking about Johnny Abraham. And he, huh. was supposed, he was supposed to be our next Johnny Abraham. And it's tough. And, I mean, Alex is totally right. It was That was our strength. And we were going to build on that strength to kind of shade on our weakness at cornerbacks, our you know limited depth at safety, which we'll get into in a little bit. And Gerard Davis got hurt too. And now we're starting to, you know, college safeties converted to linebackers. Meanwhile, we're literally the worst team in the NFL against a tight end last year. Now we have CJ Mosley switching to the mic where he's not really that comfortable. He wanted to be the will. And so things are already like moving around. Now I got the Carl Lawson injury. Curry's out. So it was definitely a blow to the heart and to my expectations, which is fine. And it like it took me like a day to get over right mm-hmm. it took me like a like straight like 24 hours like i didn't need to sleep on it i was like oh my goodness like how this is ridiculous gerard davis went down that week too it was just a slew of injuries but i mean i you know, i'm going to be transparent but before that injury i thought that the jets versus panthers plus four and a half was one of the easiest bets of week one 
I thought Jets to make the playoffs at plus 500. Shout out to our new podcast, Winning Picks Weekly, with our uh, video producer, Greg, which, dropped, <laughs> which is also dropped. Um, but I, I legit, I thought those were my those were my favorite bets of the year. And then once that happened, and I was like fighting that, right? As you know, as Jets fans, I have to like, you know, I'm like Jon Snow out here. Like, right. Like, as soon as I say like the Jets are going to do something positive, I'm like ready for the avalanche, right? Uh-huh. And so I was ready for it. But now it really became the learning year. And now we're like totally, totally, totally playing with house money. Like it's as if Julius Randle got hurt last year. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah. no, no matter what happens, like we can't lose. Like if, 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 if Zach Wilson looks like a decent, like a decent football player, and we win four games. No problem. Carl Lawson was out rookie this rookie that we don't know. You know, we're going to figure it out next year. Carl Lawson was hurt. We're going to get a bunch of players. We also have two first round picks. We still have our slew of first round picks and a thousand six round picks. And we also like to maneuver veterans, et cetera. So now I'm just okay. If we just start, there's just some revenge games and we're, we have to start getting into it now. Like it's week one. I cannot yeah. lose week one. Like, like, it, like, you know, my expectations are my expectations now because of Carl Lawson. And I'm, it's really cool that he's going to be the man about it, right? He's going to do the whole Avery Williams thing where, where he's not going to go away. He's going to post himself on Sundays. He's going to be into the beat. I'm sure if you talk about him, if you write about the Jets, he's going to be watching and listening, which is really cool. But, dude, we cannot lose week one. Like, we can go <laughs> one and 16. You know, maybe a Patriots, like, split. Like, you know, like, you know, two, those two wins up. But, like, we cannot lose versus the Panthers, man. And it is because of Sam Darnold. I don't care what anyone says. I, you can call me petty. You say it's just one game. You could take the Sam Darnold route, which, cool guy. You know, he didn't want to talk any trash about the Jets today. He didn't want to, you know, he said it's just another week. That's fine. He said, it was, you know, he took the blame. Sounds good. We cannot lose to Sam yeah, Donald, okay. Robbie Anderson, and Frankie Louvu. And, and Matt Rule. We just can't. He can say all he wants how this is just another week. That is bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way. Just another... He doesn't know any better, bro. It's his first week. I mean, maybe it was like week three or four. No, 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 no. <laughs> look, Donald's always been a good guy with the media where he's just not going to get you know, he's not going to give you the headline that you want unless it's about ghosts and, and so forth. But what he will like do is just play it nonchalant. Like nothing's going on. Like everything's the same, like week to week. This means a lot to him. It's your former team. It is the New York Jets. It's the team that drafted you. They, they didn't have, you know, in his mind, it's probably running through that. Look, they probably didn't have faith in me to like run it back and say, Hey, I'm actually a good quarterback and I can improve. They decided to get, move on from me and go on with Zal Wilson. Fine. I still have a gripe with that because I could still, I still should have been that guy. He probably has that. He may have that chip on his shoulder. I don't know. He could also be that cool, relaxed guy who's just like California, like chilling, like really has no problem. But I highly doubt that you're not in the NFL unless you're a truly competitive person. And I think he is that competitive person where he's like, he's looking at this week one matchup saying, Oh yeah, I'm going to show everybody. And this might be his, I know maybe week one, he's still working with his new team. This may be his best game, his best performance of the year. I'm just saying that would not surprise me. I still don't want to lose to him. I, I, I just, I can just see it. I can just see it being his best game of the season because one is just like in true Jets fashion where we have to get shown by someone that we, we got rid of, but it's not that we're bad. It's just that for him, it's just. Opening week one, it just happens. It just all comes together no. like a Cinderella story. No, no, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm still a pessimistic Jets fan. Listen, man, <laughs> just think, just think, pick six, Detroit Lions, first play. Just think, stink, feel those well, vibes. And what was the final score? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. We won. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, what was that final <laughs> score? <laughs> um, so. Two things. Um, I brought up the Carl Lawson thing because it factors yeah. into the Carolina game Sunday and the rest of the season for me. Because yeah. if you remember the last time I was here, I went all the way confident and said 11 and 6 is my projection yes, for this season. I remember that. I, I, remember that. Yes, I, I was confident in the quarterback. I was the, the not Adam Gase uh, <laughs> Team, push yeah. that they were going to get. The, the fact that um, I was I was a big buyer into the, the defensive uh, pressures that they were going to be able to create this mm-hmm. year. I was very much like this team was not a two and 14 team. They had a two and 14 coach with like a five and 11 roster. 
now they have what's probably like an eight and nine, <laughs> seven and ten roster. And if this coach and coaching staff, or maybe even this quarterback, can get an extra couple wins, there's a playoff team here. So I was at like Alex, I was on vacation. You know this because I was up in Boston and I had like kind of tuned out news and alerts and stuff. I pretended I didn't see it because I like, you know, I just, I had, legit, it's like, not real. It's not I real. I saw it. It was like, no, that, that didn't happen. That's, and the craziest part, the spookiest part about it. I did a New England road trip with my girlfriend. So the first couple of days we went to Boston Thursday, which was the day that the injury happened and was announced. I, we drove from Boston to, um, uh, to, to Rhode Island to, I'm forgetting the, the big, I think Newport News is the okay. place that, it's, it's the water area. So anyway, mm-hmm. we went down there. We stopped in Foxborough. Okay. Oh, God. When did I get the fucking alert, guys? As I was walking around the, the little campus that they have there, we stopped at the little mall, the strip mall. Oh, that they have there. you like went to like Foxborough. Fox, we went to, we just wanted like in to, town. we wanted oh. to go to like see this little area that has all these Super Bowls, but literally there's nothing if you go one mile east, west, yes, north, south. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so we went to like the, Damn. the Roman pizza place that's there. Cause it's like, it's a weird, like they put it on like a, t- on oh. stilts and stuff. So I get the alert while I'm across, like in the arena. That Bill Belichick is probably working. And I was like, this is spooky. But I was like, you know what? I, it's, it's not real. It's okay. There's, there's no reason. There's, this didn't tough. happen. This did not happen. Um, and if we want to start getting into week one, um, I am excited to watch Zach Wilson this week, this season. I am excited to see what a competent offense will look like because I have confidence that this offense will finally look competent. Um, as far as fears about Sam Darnold, I'm, I'm terrified that now that he's got a coach that I happen to think will make a really great head coach next year um, and a, a some weapons and some competence behind him, that he's going to be the, the prince that was promised for Carolina. And I'm, I'm not crazy about their chances this Sunday. I'm, I'm looking forward to just not. Uh, I think the Jets will put up points on Sunday is what I'll say. I don't think this is going to be like 45, 17 or something crazy like that. But if you told me it was 31-21, I wouldn't shock me either and that the Jets lost and Darnold looked great. Yeah, I mean, okay, so the positives, uh, just to wrap up the Carl Lawson thing, I, I, again, from my perspective, is that the players are going to get that Adam Gase effect that you're talking about. They're going to get that, hey, our guy is gone and this is our time to step up. And then by next year, hopefully we'll actually, you know, be a super a super D-line. That's really, especially with Fado Cassie getting that captainship, that kind of excites me. But you just said something. We're, we're, we're on, now we're on to week one. And you mm-hmm. pointed out something that we're going to get a lot of points. And the, and, and the Carolina Panthers have weapons. I really have an issue with, with both those two points because I know that it's sexy to say, yo, they got Christian McCaffrey back first game off an injury. They got this new quarterback in Sam Darnold. That's going to be fun. They also drafted Chuba Hubbard. They got Robbie Anderson off a contract. He's fast. DJ Moore is there, but like, that's it. Literally it. That, that was a lot you just named, though. That's okay, not. That's I not know, a little. I, I, no. Okay. So, am I allowed to talk smack about Sam Darnold now? Like, is, is it, oh is, shit? Is it, is okay. It, yeah. Go ahead. Let's do it. Let's get into this, man. Is that allowed? Because he was literally ranked 36 on PFF last year of quarterbacks. I have 38 eligible quarterbacks. So, what are we talking about? Like, that's the guy we're worried about. Are we really worried about Christian McCaffrey first game off the of injury, the horseback? Like, is he really going to, are they really going to give it to him that much? I'm like, I'm like generally curious about that. The only issue I actually have is what are we going to do with Robbie Anderson? But I do think that we'll just double him. Right. And I, I'm not like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, they're going to be issues. But I think if we double both of them and we just start, you know, and then we just stack against Christian McCaffrey, I think they're going to score points on us. But like Sam Darnold's gonna give us the ball once or twice, right? Like we've all watched every Sam Darnold game. You're not scared, as Alex pointed out, that he fixes all of his problems. And the quarterback that everybody said the Giants or the Browns should have taken one is gonna show up on Sunday. Not week one. Okay. That would be a lot for me to think that Matt Rule is gonna take this. Not so great offensive line. Either. I'm not like, even thinking Matt Rule. I'm thinking Joe Brady here. So okay, I, I I mean, look, I get it, and like I'm actually 
nervous about Sam Darnold killing it at the end of the year, like by the end totally, but not really in a nervous, like I'm going to be upset about it. I'm nervous because it's going to be like, it's just going to come down on the Jets and it's going to put pressure on the hypothetical, you know, Zach Wilson comparison. That's just what bothers me. But honestly, I like Sam Darnold. I think, I hope, I hope he does okay. Like he's not, a, he's not that bad. Mm-hmm. He, he isn't the bottom second of like extra eight quarterbacks that played last year. Like I don't think he's that bad. But I mean, is he going to improve that much on week one? Like Pat Elfine was so bad. Like we had him on our team. He's so bad. He's their starting left guard. Like that's what I don't understand. Like Matt Paradis, we were so lucky we didn't sign him. He really hasn't been that great. The offense really doesn't scare me. And that's what's so awesome about this game. On the flip side, Claudio and Alex, I want to hear your thoughts. But he said that we're going to score a lot of points. The issue is the two best players on the Panthers, in my opinion, outside of CM, a healthy CMC, are their cornerbacks. So they got, uh, they just got rookie, uh, Jace Horn, and then their, their, um, their other guy, uh, Dante Jackson murdered it last year. So if that's the case and Corey Davis is locked up and we have another wide receiver locked up, Crowder coming off COVID, Elijah Moore has a hamstring. You know, are we just going to run it at Frankie Louvre all day? I mean, that sounds good to me. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's where I, I kind of see like the, like a, like a different ball game where their strength is their cornerbacks. I don't, I don't think their offense is going to be as potent as they should. And I think their defense is really, that's going to actually stagnate us. We're going to be running. We're not going to be able to throw against their guys. So I kind of see it as like a low scoring, close, disgusting game turnovers on both sides. Alex, what do you got, man? Week one. Uh, I, I'm going to go with, I think it's just tough to see the New York Jets come out week one with a rookie quarterback and win. I think that's just very hard for me. Even when we had Mark Sanchez and any other rookie QB, like I'm sure Geno Smith won his rookie year uh, after Mark Sanchez went down uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on like a last second, last second, uh, what was it? Penalty that put us in field goal range where we probably should have lost. I just find it very hard for a rookie quarterback to come in and week in week one, I actually think that I, I don't know if there'll be a lot of points. I think it's also not going to be necessarily a smooth transition for Sam Darnold because he didn't necessarily look great in preseason either. But he I can still play, see, bro. That's what bothers me, yo. The Panthers acted like Sam Darnold's some veteran. He's a rookie to me, yo. Like that, like your your whole like your whole spiel right now. Like, I want you to go on to me. Sam Darnold is a rookie. Like he hasn't really got any playing time in the preseason. He has a new coach, and we, he was with you know Mister Mister High School Coach Gase. Well, here's here's what I'll say with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Christian McCaffrey makes a major difference. Sure, we he had the year off. He's going to come back. But when he was in his second year with Cam Newton, who only had a, a QB rating of like uh, was it fifty three point two, and Darnold had like a forty because I had forty five essentially every single year. They went seven and nine, like with a pretty bad Panthers team. And Christian McCaffrey was the guy who could just re- legitimately hold it down. He is legit the team on offense. And just everyone else is just a bystander of how good Christian McCaffrey is. Is he going to be at prime position for week one? Probably not, but I'll take it 80% Christian McCaffrey just to make the light, the workload for Sam Darnold that much lighter where Matt rules. Like I don't have to have Sam Darnold do everything. Christian McCaffrey is legit. That guy that can just do everything. So I'm going to, I expect the Panthers. I expect the Panthers to actually win week one, not just because I'm just saying, man, this is trying to be honest. I'm just trying to be honest. I do like, I think Zach Wilson is good. I think, like, from what we saw in preseason, preseason, he is good. I think he's going to be better than Sam Darnold and what we saw. He already shows those potentials of, like, just being able to throw in the breadbasket in tight coverage. He has those things. But it's not just the quarterback that's going to win the game. It's the entire team. And so when I'm looking at it offensively and defensively, I'm not saying the Carolina Panthers are the greatest team out there, but I think they have enough that they're going to beat the Jets week one. And it's probably not going to be a score where – I'd say like quality where it's like 31, 21. I'm probably going to say it's going to be a closer game and like 20, probably like 28 to 21 or like 28 to 24, something along those lines. And you said, you said you didn't think my score was, you thought, you thought my score was sure. too high and then picked the score. I think 31, Three I think, I, think I don't see, I don't see Sam Donald being able it's to throw it to 30. The, the over on this 44 and a half. Why don't we just play it like that? You think that's going over on this? 44 and a half. I, think I got his, I already said something, so I, I'll take the over. Sure, why not? It doesn't matter. You can change half, it up here. We're, we're no, 22. I think I think the Jets. I think, I, I think if it's 24-21 in the fourth quarter, and then the Jets can't stop the Panthers from putting the game away in the fourth, that is 
a a version of it, events that my PTSD Jets fan brain can see yeah. is that Sam Darnold actually marches down the field to put a game away and the Jets lose while also be encouraging that Zach Wilson looks as advertised as look, I'm going off of my, my like, regardless of if Elijah Moore's out, then that's, then that's a thing. Then that's something to be worried about. But at the same time, I'm going off of what Chris Sims has said about Zach Wilson, what Tony Romo has said about Zach Wilson, that he's going to look like, Oh, this is why we traded Darnold. This is why we took him number. This is why we took him over Justin Fields. But we are confident in this guy on Sunday. And it's why we'll have confidence in him, but realize that this roster has a little bit more work to do. And I, I think that two things can exist. I think as Andrew pointed out, two things can exist. Yeah. Zach Wilson could be really good, but the team is just not there. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm looking at like who's who are going to put who is stopping Christian McCaffrey? If Carl Lawson was on that side, I'd be like, all right, you know what? We got we oh. really got a shot here, but I don't think we have that right well, now. Carl Lawson's not going to be he's not going to be coming at C Mac. It's going to be it's going to be Mosley. Mosley is going to be the guy that has to shut down C Mac. The yeah, but the, 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 I agree with you in the grammar scheme of things. That's that's my issue. But like it's NFL is a week by week game. We just have them at week one. Where C-Mac is just not get like his whole spiel is he gets 33% of the ball. Like he just owns the ball. They're not going to do that week one off coming without, without a preseason coming off an injury for their big, you know, their whole team, their whole franchise. I just don't see it happening. It can it happen. Sure. I just, I, I think they're, they don't want to like Darnold is their franchise quarterback. Like let's not forget about where the Panthers are sitting. They have their coach where you know he settled in they that's it they're married rule and darnold are married and they can't come week one and lose to the jets like the pressure is on them you know what i'm trying to say like i know for us we got rid of darnold it's scary now we have zach wilson but i think personally the pressure is on them they i think we fleece them in the darnold trade i think that their mm-hmm. butts are on the line with Darnold to be a franchise quarterback. And I think that their their weapons aren't as sharp as you think they are, especially because of how they treated the preseason. I really did not – I was really trying to pay attention to Darnold, of course, right? Like, especially because they have Luvu and Robbie, and they're fun, right? Like, I want to see what's going on there. They did not look so great. And, you know, just a couple of notes, right? They have their right guard. He is out for COVID. So they might start a, a rookie there. That might not be so great. Uh, she's Smith. Another rookie, which is our kick returner and their punt returner, he's not practicing. He might be out. I mean, there, there's just some things here and there. They don't have a kicker anymore. Joey Sly is gone. They just signed a new guy, and we know how those kicking woes can go. I don't know. It just seems like weird that Sam Darnold is going to just come in here and all of a sudden blow us out. Like, it just, like, it, it just, that narrative, Darnold narrative. Like, I, I, trust me, guys. Like, I am Which with is you. why this should be so much more of a realistic scenario. I just don't see it happening. I just, like, I just, I like, but when you actually, like, the, the narrative is there. But when you actually start looking at the game, it just, to me, doesn't match up like that. That's just, that's just how I personally, personally, like, do you think, I'll throw it back to you guys. Do you think they're going to cover five and a half? Like, it moved from four and a half to five and a half. Obviously, the public is with Carolina. Like, do you think that, do you think now, like, San Don's going to win by six, seven points? Like, is that happening now? Now St. Arnold's giving up seven hey man, points. Hey, man, look. Are you guys, awake? Are you yeah. guys awake? But, <laughs> but, we can't, but we can't act like – look, I, I get that we don't, I don't want to lose to the Panthers, but we can't act like Sam Darnold hasn't had games like when he was with the New York Jets where he's just lit up teams and you're just like, wow, look what he did against the Raiders. Wow, look what he did, look what he did against the Giants. And you can't, you can't just ignore everything that he has done, and even with that under Adam Gase. Like there has to be some realization of like saying, "All right, there yeah. is that potential." Yeah. So he's going to be good. He's going to be all right. I don't think we're. Gonna, I, I, I think it's going to be close. I'm not. And I. And I we're going to get exposed. We're going to get exposed. And I agree with you. And I agree I, with you. I agree with you it. saying. I agree with you. Take that the money the line. Pressures on. Take the money I agree, line. I agree with you that the pressure's <laughs> on Carolina. But I think the other. I think the reality is that we got to look at the team that's like like we also have lost guys. We've also are like a young team. We're an up and we're an up and coming team. Like it's two teams that aren't fully gelled together. It's going to be a slugfest, and I think talent wins out in a slugfest. So, do we have the running backs to necessarily go off? No. Is our do yes. we have the quarterback? You okay? I like okay. our running backs. That's like the best thing we have going. I like our <laughs> running backs too. But if we're, if we're putting it against Christian McCaffrey, I'm just and like we're everything not else. Putting against got, Christian McCaffrey, we're putting him against our linebackers. Talent. That's what I'm trying to say. I like the 
the confidence in John. I, I'm very much like, oh, wow, the Jets might win Sunday. Great. I, I think just... they're going to cover. I think they're going to okay. cover. That's the whole thing. I think they're going to cover. Like, five and a half to me is insane. Like, especially with no special teams. And honestly, I'm going to call right now. The odds are not out. But if you could find a special teams turnover for the Panthers, I'm taking that. They don't have a they don't have a kicker, a brand new kicker that just got off the street, and they don't have a returner. Like I like and and honestly, that's what wins games, right? If our defense is is you know better than theirs or whatever, and their offense is better than ours, what's going to make the difference is the special teams, and that's the only thing that's consistent with us is we got Boyer and we actually have Emendola, who I weirdly trust. I don't know why. Probably going to bite me in the butt. But I, I, kicker is like the most important thing for me for the Jets. I have not felt confident in a Jets kicker in so long. This guy has the leg. He's been hitting it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I, what are you going to give me, Nick Folk? You're going to give me? I know gonna, Jason Myers. Jason Myers. I know. He, he, he didn't miss. He didn't miss for two years, including one for ours and then one in Seattle. But then he missed like half the half of them, and then he almost got cut. And then like things happen. So I know. I know. He expected a big contract, but I really. I don't know. Like, I feel like a special team, Justin Hardy, we haven't seen him. He he was off the whole preseason. He's our captain. I'm hoping he actually – one of our big signings this year, right? Special teams, it's, it's not fun. It's not sexy at all. But we have a good punter. I don't know. I know this stuff sounds ridiculous, right? But, like, I'm telling you, the, that's why the five-and-a-half is crazy to me. Like, the five-and-a-half – like if you, Sam Darnold cannot be minus five and a half. Like okay. what are we saying? I, <laughs> you know, you know, like, that, like, like that, that's the what whole thing. The the narr- the thing that we've said repeatedly is the not Adam Gase factor. Yeah. Like that's what I'm projecting Sam Darnold to look is that a quarterback that doesn't have Adam Gase calling the shots for him anymore, which might only materialize later in the year. Like you may be right about that. That after like six or seven weeks in the Brady offense that he he's going to be good. Look, it looks oh, great. Dude. Yeah. That yeah. week one might be the time to get him. I'm just not going to be the one <laughs> to predict that all things have worked out for the jets just yet. While also, you know, with the eye test being like, I really liked what I saw with Zach Wilson in some very tight pockets during the, during the preseason, during the preseason that I watched. And it's why like, I very much could see the Jets going five and twelve or six and eleven, while also being like, "We have our quarterback now. Let's put some yeah. stuff around him." Yeah. I'll take a score before you go, Alex. I, thir- I got 30- sixteen ten. I, I think it's gonna be 16-10. sixteen ten. That means they cover. Oh no, we're gonna win. Oh, the Jets win sixteen. Oh, you have yeah. an upset. Okay, we got, we got, I got like sixteen ten, like the under on a sloppy game. You know what I mean? Okay. Like they could be driving, and at the end there to like Sam Donald to win the game. You know, like to try to get it. We just. Like come up, or I think it's gonna be sloppy. I don't think that many points are gonna be scored on both oh, sides. Oh man, the, oh, the Twitter Ajita that I'm gonna have on Sunday. <laughs> if it's Darnold's driving with a chance to win, and I'm watching Red Zone. Oh my god, <laughs> that's okay. what I feel. That's what I feel. Like something just uh, disgusting and sloppy. I I agree. It's gonna be sloppy, and I think it's gonna be sloppy on the defensive end, uh, the defensive side. I think I, I agree with Quality. I think points are gonna be put up, uh, and we're gonna be quite impressed. I think actually it's now switched to our offense being better, even though our O line is not. That that solid. We got wide receiver. We got wide receiver weapons. We got we got a decent running back core. I think that we can do something on the offensive end, and then as well with Carolina, I think they have enough offensively to do something. Defensively, we took a hit. That's that's just my concern. Are and defense for the Panthers. But so was it? What was it? Five and a half. Was it said five, five and, and a half? half. Yeah, five, five, five and a half. Oh man, you guys make me sick. You want me to just? Say a score that'll make you happy. <laughs> no, I don't. I want Fine. you to say the truth. Then I think the Jets will lose by ten on Sunday. Okay, no doubt. What, well, Alex? What do you got? Because we're about to we're about to go into the. I said, tw- I said, I said twenty-eight. So this 21, is just a week so it's, They don't they don't cover. They don't cover. What's the score, Alex? Twenty-eight twenty-one. All right, so we're off by right. three points. There you All right, go. at least you got the at least you got the under. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, last note. And does Shaq Lawson move the needle for you guys? And are you no. looking for them to add anyone in this season, or do you kind of just want to wait and see how it plays out? I think they're at the. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, no. Just like, I mean, it's not the loss that I want starting right now. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's the entirety of my take on it. it, It's like, it's better probably than what they were going to replace our loss in with, but it's not like, it's not enough for me to say, oh, it's fixed. You know, now it's just, okay, that, that might make a difference more from a depth perspective than it does an actual performance perspective. A little revenge Miami game. (laughs) <laughs> revenge game on Florida. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Florida's boat. Yeah. Um, I don't. 
Shaq Watson doesn't really move the needle for me that much. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew hit it right on the head. It's more of like if he could be a depth at the edge, that's awesome. But I don't think it's enough. Do I think they make an in-season move? I think it all – this is going to be hedging – I'm hedging my bets here. I think it all depends on how the team is moving. If we see that Zach Wilson is good and we need to get him some weapons to actually continue and say they're in a playoff push, then yes. If they're just looking at like, oh, crap, we're not really going in this square anywhere this season, let's just develop our guys and work with what we got with, then no. That's, that's how I look at it. Okay. Okay, that's fair. So that wraps up really the week one talk. We've been waiting on it for so long. We're going to finally break down some film this week. We're finally going to oh, have some Zach Wilson to digest. Claudio and Alex are going to be in headbands after this game, after, <laughs> after, after Zach Wilson beats Sam Darnold. It's going to be fantastic. But, you know, we all know Claudio as the, as the, the guy who likes to tell the future, right? He, he started mm. off telling the future about the Knicks, and we're already on opposite sides for week one. And since we have his beautiful face here on our YouTube for the first time, we're going to have to put him under the microscope and we're going to go through the entire season. So we have some solid evidence to bring him back when we're talking Knicks probably soon. Yikes. And we got to, you know, we got to bring that back to him. So, All right. All right. Let's go. I, I see receipts being printed out. Are, I see it. Are, okay. starting John's right angry now. He, he, doesn't like, he didn't like that you chose uh, the Panthers week one. I don't like both of <laughs> He you really did right it. He did it's, it. Not, it's not just you guys. It's also, if you check out Winning Picks Weekly, it's also Greg. So it's really it's really a 1v3 <laughs> on, on, on the week one. Even just like big Look, cover. In the <laughs> thing about projections projections, and predictions in this industry, I'm very okay being wrong. Especially when I think I, I'm confident in my take. I'm I'm very, I feel I'm informed enough. And if I'm wrong, great. The Jets won. Like, I'm, I'm very no, exactly. okay with all of that. Um, so. yeah. As long as it's informed, right? Like, yeah. as long as you're doing your research, you're informed. You're I'm like, not okay, telling dude. anybody to carry the hell on. I'm literally giving you an informed take that's not meant for he, television. You know? he, wins me, he wins me back every other week, man. He, I hate him, and then I love him, and then I hate him. And then I, as soon as I, I saw that, I was like, oh, man. I'll be honest. I don't know how he went... I, I might just be in the minority then because there has never been a re- a moment where he's won me. I've just been like oh, the guy God. that the, the, the fifth option on the 2008 Celtics is like <laughs> shout out Kendrick Perkins, the main making the, making the talking Jets head on the, whatever. I, I'm not a, I'm I not a Kendrick it. Perkins guy. I love it. I totally no. love it. 